Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the Playoffs of Life podcast with your host, Adrian Hatcher. We are back, guys. We are back with another episode of the Playoffs of Life podcast. Y'all know what we do on this podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about basketball, lifestyle, and finances in that order. But most of the time, we just go off the top. In this episode, we are going to hit basketball as hard as possible. What do I mean by that? I mean, we are about to examine all the series that have passed so far, as well as some of the future series that are going to be happening, such as right now. Tonight is the night, the Nuggets versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals uh, game one. Uh, I've been looking forward to this game for the past few days, mainly because the Nuggets are looking like a major underdog had like just like how they how they've been looking the last two series. But it hasn't changed anything because the Nuggets have come back twice. I'll repeat that. The Nuggets have come back twice from a three to one game deficit, which is crazy when you really think about that. They've dug themselves into multiple holes, like 15 point leads where it just doesn't look like they're coming back. And then for some amazing play and talent and skill and teamwork, they come back with a vengeance and they end up beating not only the Utah Jazz, which credit to the Utah Jazz. I want to give a shout out to them. Donovan Mitchell, good lord. That whole that team is a team that I honestly believed was going to make it at least, at least to the Western Conference Finals. Why? Because Donovan Mitchell has been proving every single year he gets in the playoffs that he is a superstar. And with him running it and with Mike Connolly captain being who he is and running the Memphis Grizzlies the way he did before he joined the Utah Jazz, I just felt like they had enough experience to make it super deep into the playoffs. But of course, who did they end up running into? The Denver Nuggets in the first round. And that was a game seven series that I enjoyed to the fullest. I watched every single game. I saw Donovan Mitchell go off for 50. I saw uh, Jamal Murray go off just as hard they were playing their their oh my god their footwork was amazing their teamwork their their vision they were they were just balling out of control and their teams they were doing they were perfect everything that they were doing it it was just beautiful basketball it was epic and this is why we love the game of basketball to see things like that so when the utah jazz ended up losing on a rim out on the last shot Even though it was a little disappointing to see that shot not fall and for them not to move on to the second round of the playoffs, I still have faith that the team that beat them was going to show teams just like the Clippers and now the Lakers that they can ball, that they are better, that they are ready to take their superstar spot in these playoffs, okay? We have been looking down on some of these teams to be honest if you really look at the western conference everybody and they mama knows that everyone believed the lakers were going to take it all it doesn't matter what team you were voting for it doesn't matter who you thought was going to come out the west you just believed that whoever was going to make it in the finals with the lakers was not going to be able to beat them and even to this point i have a lot of lakers fans i've heard so much smack so much back talk so many people 
doubt the Denver Nuggets. But the Denver Nuggets have proved that this year they're better than every single team they play in the playoffs. And I have no doubt that they're going to exert their will on the Lakers in this series as well. Why do I believe that? Well, Jamal Murray has been going fucking crazy for the past, well, not even past few games, for the whole entire playoffs. Nikola Jokic, Jokic, oh my lord, this man can pass. Like what I'm talking about, this man knows what he's doing on the court. It is a beautiful thing to watch a player who does not have the speed and maybe not the absolute strength that usually can push star players to that superstar echelon. You know, he doesn't have any of that. But what he does have is a beautiful mind. This man has put in the time and work to develop a jump shot that looks like it's so slow and that you're not even going to be able to make the shot. But he makes it. He throws these passes that you won't normally throw in a playoff setting. You know, as a team, you're trying to be more careful. You're trying to take care of the ball, less turnovers. But Yochik, he just has this way of playing basketball where even when he throws things like a no-look pass and it looks so dangerous, full court passes, they look like they're going to get picked off, but it's perfect. It is. It goes straight to the player that he's trying to get it to. And then you have a supporting cast of um, Gary Harris, Tory Craig, Paul Millsap, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. Like these boys do not play they have shown that they can come back from deficits. They have the firepower. And when they are ready to play defense, they put you on skates. They know how to play defense. They know how to play as a team. And they don't give up. They don't quit. It doesn't matter what the score is. If they still feel like they have time to make a comeback, they will make a comeback. Jamal Murray has shown off a flurry. And I mean an absolute flurry of skills that we as fans didn't think he had. Like, we never thought about putting Jamal Murray in a top 10 point guard list until this series, you know? The minute he bought the he beat the Utah Jazz, what was the conversation? Oh, well, they ran into the Clippers. Well, we all know the Clippers and the Lakers are supposed to meet each other in the Western Conference Finals. So there's absolutely no way that Jamal Murray and Nikolo, Nikola Jokic can basically beat the Clippers because that would destroy everybody's brackets. And what happened? The Clippers blew a 3-1 lead. A 3-1 game lead. They had it in the bag. They only needed one more game and they couldn't get it done. And that's how sports goes, though. Like, that's what basketball is about. The unpredictability of it, you know. And how exciting it is to see something new or change. To see basketball played at an elite level. To see teams competing. To see players stepping up. To see superstars doing what superstars do because that's that's the love of the sport. That's the competitive competitiveness that they showed. And the Nuggets throughout these whole entire playoffs have showed that they not only have the talent to win a championship, but they have the heart. And if you get anything from this podcast episode, know that I am rooting for the Nuggets to beat the Lakers. I am not going to do a game-by-game basis. Honestly, I don't even know if I would have the willpower to do that. Even, I, I don't even know if, if if the Nuggets went down a 3-1, a 3-1 game uh, deficit. I don't even know if I would doubt them. I need to see them actually 
get beat four straight in order to really doubt the Nuggets and the run that they've been going on. But even with that, they've proven what they come to prove. But as competitors, they're still trying to get a championship. They're showing that you do not have to have the superstar, the superstars to win in this league. You do not have to have the LeBron James uh, uh, number one crowned king player from day one. You do not have to have that. They developed Nikola Jocic, who was a second round pick. And now he's probably one of the best offensive big men in our league right now. Same with Jamal Murray, even though he was a top 10 pick, this man wasn't looked at as a franchise point guard by a lot of people, you know, but now we're putting him in that top 10 conversation. You see it all over Twitter now, and that's exciting to see. That's basketball, you know, other teams that I want to give a shout out to right now are the Blazers. You know, I was really voting for the Blazers. They come into the, they come into the bubble as underdogs like they always are nobody really unless you're a blazers fan you don't really go for dame and cj and them boys you know who they got an elite offense but maybe they got to work on that defense nobody was really going for them nobody i saw i was voting for them because obviously you know i like seeing underdogs and dame can put up buckets you know 50 point games i mean step back tough just bad shot threes i'm talking about coach looking at the shots like no 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 and when it goes in yes 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 type of shots you know and cj his bat his robin to his batman just coming through always doing what he gotta do if if dame ain't got it always oh, cj's turn and cj he know how to get buckets too and it was beautiful watching them play of course they get knocked out the playoffs as well um, they ended up going up against the lakers and that is not always the best matchup seeing as they ended up being the eighth seed they fought so hard though like their whole journey they had to end up playing the memphis grizzlies to have a play-in game in order to face the lakers in the first round that has to be tough and then with everything going on with the black lives matter protests that intervened with the last game but it was an intervention that i applaud and that i thoroughly enjoy because i wouldn't be mad if the players told the league that they weren't going to play until there was some necessary and some drastic changes made against the killing of black people and I was very proud of the protests that went on between the Bucks really starting the protests and every team kind of falling behind and making sure that that there was an understanding that we are here to play basketball, but that we understand there's a cause right outside of our doors, right outside of Disneyland that is of greater importance. And I applaud that. OK, we I want to give a shout out to Black Lives Matter right now just for that, you know, and we ended up going back into the basketball season. And of course, the Blazers, they lost in six games to the Lakers. You know, LeBron James, uh, I don't think this man, uh, <laughs> as great as he is, he's just so great that you don't see him losing unless it's in the finals. You got to put the best of the best against a LeBron James type of player in order to beat him because he just wills a team, man. And with a sidekick like Anthony Davis, well, I can't even call a sidekick. Dame and CJ is Batman and Robin. But LeBron and AD is like Batman to, to Batman. Like they just, they both dangerous. They both, 
I mean, man, when they're on one, it is tough to beat that team. But it's also tough for the Lakers to stay that consistent, to be able to continue uh, 80 having 30 and 12 and LeBron James having 25 and, and seven assists. Like it's hard for them to constantly do that every game to show up every game. They're not, it's not always going to be like that. So their supporting cast has to also step up in them games where either LeBron doesn't have it or 80 doesn't have it, or maybe the team's just not making those shots, those wide open shots. It's, it's, it's deteriorating, man. It, it really hits a team like the Lakers. They really have to have their superstars on another level, especially in the playoffs, in order to keep winning games comfortably. Because if it comes down to the wire in the playoffs, we all know that's what playoff basketball is about. Anything can happen. And then two more teams that I want to shout out is the Heat and the Celtics. Oh, my God. The Heat, at this current moment, the Heat are 10 and one they have won 10 games and only lost one in these entire playoffs and they are in the easter conference finals right now what else can i say jimmy gets buckets the butler did it again he has so many catchphrases we already know what jimmy g buckets gets I, when i was a bulls fan and jimmy was on our team i love jimmy to death and i'm glad to see that on the miami heat he's doing his damn thing he has a team of rough riders that he's been riding with this whole entire playoffs and he believes that they are good enough to win a championship and who anybody who doubts that it don't matter jimmy's gonna go out there and do his thing and why because jimmy has proved time and time again he's the type of superstar that not only can get you the buckets when you need it not only can get you the plays when you need it the clutch gene he also can play defense matter of fact the game one and game two of the heat versus celtics jimmy butler's defense was was one of the major things that led to them winning those games as well as the team the team oh my lord watching them do their rotations watching them guard up their man man to man and 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 sticking with them and being able to go on the fast break and get an easy bucket you know how important that is in the playoffs i've seen the miami heat do that relentlessly and they got it when i say they got a team of rough riders they also got swag man because they got shooters goran Dragic ain't nothing to be to be fucked with that point guard is on another one when it comes to just being consistent for a team you know he will consistently put up at least 15 points while getting some assists and that's what you want from your starters and your bench you want consistency all around because consistency will lead to you winning that's on good uh, defense and offense. You also got Tyler Hero. Oh, my Lord. Duncan Robinson, man. I think Duncan Robinson is a free agent. I really hope he is. I would love him on the Bulls. This man can shoot that ball. I'm talking about he got that. Oh, he got that range. It's so beautiful when it leaves his hand. And right now, the Celtics are really struggling with the zone because the Miami Heat, they have a game plan and they haven't really had to make too many adjustments in these last two games in order to beat the Celtics. They've hung into those games. They, even though they've gotten into like 12 or 15 point deficits, they've been able to battle back because of the shooters they have. Of course, Jimmy Butler get them buckets when they need uh, players 
uh, such as Jay Crowder have been shooting the ball lights out this entire series. Um, you got you got uh, players that even if they're not shooting the ball at extremely high clip or extremely high rate, you know they're still that their uh, body creates space. You know their presence on the floor creates a space that the uh, cutters and the drivers need in order to get into the paint. And we see that time and time and time again. Again, and Bam Adebayo. I mean, what else can we say so far? Um, I really feel like he was a six man of the year candidate. This year has been like a breakout year for Bam Adebayo. And I'm impressed with everything I've seen from him, especially in game one with that game saving block. Come on, man. Come on. How many games do you see in with 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 a tremendous, excellent defensive play from one player? Because we if nobody admits it, then I'll say it. Jimmy Butler got beat on that drive and Tatum was about to get a dunk to end the game. And if if he got that dunk, who knows? Maybe the uh, maybe the Celtics would have had momentum going into Game Two, and maybe they would have won Game Two too. We could have the Heat could have been down 2-0, and we would have had a whole different type of story. But that's not what happened. Bam out of bio gets that game saving block in Game One, and the Heat scratch out a win. Game Two comes down to the wire once again. It's only a three to four point deficit for the Celtics at the time. You know, Jalen Brown stepping up, making some clutch threes. I'm talking about clutch threes and he dwindles the lead down and then what happens jimmy g buckets makes two defensive plays gets two potential steals in order to seal that win in order to increase that lead and to make sure they walk out there with a win so i give all credit to the miami heat you know um players such as andre Iguodala, you know that i didn't name uh also who, who else is on that team man i really just need to do my research on the heat because they some rough riders for sure also the celtics man the celtics are on just another one i am so proud to watch jason tatum become the superstar he is meant to be jalen brown he's that batman he's that robin to that batman i'm telling you kimball walker hasn't had the best series but it's understandable you know right now jason tatum he you know he's the go-to guy and kemba i feel like he will get his rhythm he will get the shots that he's supposed to get you know right now he's struggling tremendously you know every game is probably like around four four out of 11 for him uh in his in his, in his shot amount and you know and he's getting assists and he's 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 putting up some pretty like clutch some pretty on-time buckets but it's just not the Kemba you usually see maybe it's because he's not the number one guy or the go-to guy on this team which is a great thing for him because he doesn't have to do so much. He doesn't have to facilitate for everybody, put up the buckets, you know, but you really want to see Kemba come out and just have a, a really solid, great game this series. And they're going to need it if they want to be able to beat the Miami Heat because the Heat are just so team oriented. You really have to beat them as a collective. You can't just expect to shut down Jimmy Butler and expect to pull out a win at the end of the day. Uh, any other teams that I can shout out, the Dallas Mavericks had a great series. Uh, you know, of course, Porzingis went down uh, those, I believe, those last two games. And Luka Doncic, you know, we already know how much of a superstar he is. So seeing him, you know, have to fight the Clippers and beat them, you know, that was that was tough to watch because you see that he's doing his absolute best to to keep his team in it. 
but um they pushed them to six you know i was i was proud to see the effort that they put in you know and even watching that series you know the clippers they look so good that you would never expect that they would go <laughs> that they would blow a three to one comeback on the nuggets but that's just how it went so thank you to all the teams in the playoffs that have made just excellent strides y'all have raced my television when i tell y'all i've been watching the playoffs religiously i'm glad i I can finally make a podcast episode about it and just talk about each individual player but uh, we're gonna take a break real quick and we'll come back to some more basketball stuff but i also got a mention also got to drop some gems for you you know we don't we don't just like to talk about basketball we like to we like to be diverse you know we like to have an open opinion on some stuff and i'm gonna be dropping some relationship stuff on you for the lifestyle segment as well as some financial stuff about some home buying stuff that i've been dealing with lately so if you want to hear that we'll come out we'll come back after the break and we'll discuss that uh so right now guys just you know get get your coffee if you're listening to me early in the morning or get some juice it's apple juice preferably since apple juice is the best juice in the world and then come back to this episode all right we'll see you in a bit yo we are back with the playoffs of life podcast with your host adrian hatcher uh, our first segment, you know, we were dropping so much good information about the playoffs and how everything has been going on. Of course, I would love to keep talking about that, uh, but I got to do a plug real quick. I'm just going to plug myself real quick um, with the, everything going on with the podcast and with me building upon it. You know, I just want to give you all some information where you can follow me. If you follow me on Anchor, then you can go to anchor.fm slash Adrian Hatcher. First name, Adrian, A-D-R-I-H-A-N uh hatcher h-a-t-c-h-e-r you can also send me an email at playoffsoflife at gmail.com if you're interested you know send me some words of encouragement or you know you can trash me it's up to you but you know i prefer the latter you know as well as on my twitter you can hit me up at uh at readers perspect one readers perspect one um if you're already following me thank you i appreciate it if not go follow me real quick and just uh send me a tweet you know send me about some basketball stuff i'll be updating you know i'll be talking about tons of basketball on twitter anytime the games are uh, are happening so hit me up if you want to have a quick conversation or if you want me to drop a poll or if you would like to hear something specifically on the podcast just let me know also follow me on instagram at playoffs uh dash of dash life so playoffs underscore of underscore life i don't know why i said dash i just i wasn't that good at school at least in the math perspective i should be better but y'all understand what i'm trying to say playoffs underscore of underscore life and also hit me up on facebook uh facebook adrian hatcher first name like i said last name hatcher um you know and if you want to call into the show and leave me like a voice message uh you can call the number 430-558-0161 uh, that's probably probably my preferred method of contact. Just if you want to talk or leave me a voice message and, and uh, we can discuss some things or you can leave me some suggestions about the podcast. You know what you want to hear later on in this series. You know, I feel like we've been doing good with each episode and I've been getting better with it as well as um, increasing my listenership and being more consistent with everything. So after about two minutes of uh, plugging in myself 
let's get into these relationships, guys. For the lifestyle segment of the pod, uh, I'm going to do something that I haven't really done yet, but I think it's important. And that's talking about um, the consistent happiness in a relationship. So to give you all some personal preference, I have been uh, pretty happy with the relationship that I, I'm in now. I've really been um in a different headspace you know really trying to improve myself on an everyday basis but the person that i'm currently with has really pushed me in and having strides and continuing that process you know um i believe that she knows what she wants you know and and for the things that i can help her with i want to be the type of person that inspires her just like she inspires me and i feel like every relationship should strive for something in that category of inspiration and if it's not inspiration then you know i i I want you to understand that um as a man specifically as a man you know you can be affectionate you can let your emotions out for the right person and what i mean by that is i understand that there are men in the world who grow up a certain way and feel like you can't necessarily share everything with the woman that you're supposed to love or the person that you're uh, in a relationship right now but that's honestly not true as a man you have every right as well as you have emotions uh that you must share with people that you truly care about and if she's the person for you or he there's no discrimination but if that person is the person that you want in your life then you show them that you can be the best option for them you know just like they're supposed to show you that they're they are the best option for you it's a delicate balance um but when you truly care about somebody i feel like it's easy you know i feel like it becomes easy and as life goes on they they support you and who doesn't want a support system, you know? So for men out there, you know, understand that there's nothing to be afraid of and your pride doesn't get hit, you know, or or understand that the world around you shouldn't affect the people that you want to talk to on a daily basis about your problems, your issues, and how you're solving these things. And the reason for that being is we live in a world where we're constantly being judged on an everyday basis, like at work, family friends but imagine having somebody in your life that you truly just enjoy to the utmost you know whether you argue with them at some point in time or whether y'all have bad times the good times come with it you know you understand where you are in a relationship you want you, you you're open to questions that you never felt like you could ask you know you're not just fucking around with somebody you're actually not only enjoying that person but you're giving that person a piece of you and you're not afraid that eventually they'll throw that piece in the garbage you know you're you're sharing things that you thought about in your mind and you're accepting that person for who they are and it's a beautiful thing to to look at a person why they sleeping because i know these girls they be doing that i know for a fact now okay my girl done did it tons of times now she done told me about moments where she has looked at me sleep and i understand why i actually understand why she looks at me and it's because she is happy she enjoys that she is in a situation where she is truly happy and i want to keep that going like as long as possible 
you know, and it is okay to have these types of conversations, you know, it's okay to uh, share the, share the things that, that you, that necessarily puts you in a, a negative mindset, you know, because I believe that person who really cares about you and that person that's right for you, you know, they'll find a way, you know, to support you and to keep you positive, you know, even on those days where you can't keep yourself positive. You know, like I said, we live in a world where we're constantly being judged. And I just want you to do better out there, my, my fellow my fellow kings and queens. Do better. Be better. Look for a relationship that is beneficial towards you. If you get anything from this segment, get into a relationship that improves you financially, physically, spiritually. And you work towards it. Okay? And one more thing I want to talk about since we're talking about... Um, the goodness of a real relationship for those of you who have been in relationships where it didn't work out you know doesn't necessarily mean that it was bad it's just that person wasn't the right one for you or for those people who you know are harboring feelings of negative emotions towards those that you know those relationships just didn't work out I want you to understand something in some form of way or fashion, they helped you develop, they helped you grow, they helped you or will help you get to a point where you're supposed to be. There's a reason God put those people in your lives at that point in time. And I've heard that saying before, where they say that people are put somewhere and they necessarily are put at the wrong point in time in your life. But I really feel that God does the opposite. He puts them there for a reason. If that person isn't supposed to be with you, then maybe they needed to go through it with you to understand what they needed to change in their lives. Because we all go through our own trials and tribulations. But I think we focus and we harbor on them and we think that we can solve all the problems in our lives in a day. And really, it takes time and effort and it takes us really putting and building towards a future, especially if you want to build a future with somebody else. I've also heard another saying where they said, you can't fix somebody else if you're if you need help as well. You can't help somebody build if your house ain't built yet. It just doesn't work out like that. And it's supposed to be hard. There's supposed to be mistakes made. I know that the people I'm talking to, as well as myself, if I'm being honest, I've made mistakes with previous relationships. But I've tried to take accountability for each relationship that I've messed up or each relationship that didn't work out and the reason i do that is because it assures me that i am still trying to do my best and that i am improving slowly but surely that my accountability will pay dividends in the future you know and it it, it all it all is just a delicate balance so be careful out there guys be careful with who you give your heart to but also be careful with where you place your happiness I want you to get the bag. I want you to get the girl or the boy, but I also want you to be happy at the end of the day. There's nothing better than the happiness that you're supposed to feel in life. There's no better feeling than, than having that set purpose, than having that, that home, you know, emotionally or physically or mentally. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. You just have to put the right work in. It's like with anything. It takes time. It takes experience as well. But it also takes, it takes 
directive action. You have to want it. You have to work on yourself and also help the person you're with be better on an everyday basis to be happy. And if anything, that's that's the golden ticket. You know. So, with that being said, guys, you know, we're going to hop into another segment of the podcast episode. If you liked anything I said, I know it was a little relationship rant, but I really wanted to uh, dive into that topic in case anybody is going through something or anybody was questioning, you know, my mindset and and how I feel like uh, happiness can be derived in in your life and how it can be obtained, really. So uh, with that being said, you know, hit me up on all those plugs I gave earlier on this segment. I'll just drop a few for you. If you want to follow me on Instagram at playoffs underscore of underscore life. Also follow me on Twitter at readers perspect one readers R E A D E R S P E R P E C one. Follow me on that. Follow me on social media. Um, Facebook, Adrian Hatcher, you know, um, like I said, leave me a voice message at four, three, zero, five, five, eight, zero, one, six, one. Let me know, uh, what you thought of the episode. Let me know the segments you want to hear. Let me know, just give me some, some feedback guys. That's all I really ask for, because I feel like the feedback is not only going to motivate me, but it's also going to give me the creativity I need to share back with you. So with that being said, we're going to hop into the next segment of the pod, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. I'll see you in a little bit. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, that just, uh, I don't know why I just did that. That just felt fun to me. But yo, we're back. With another segment of the Playoffs of Life podcast. And we are going to conclude the podcast uh, with some financial talk, some spill. We're going to spill some of the beans on some things that I feel like is necessary in order for you to not only be in the right mindset, but also the right perspective to gain this information. Um, And I like to use personal experience. That's always been the thing that gets the best content out of me. And one thing that I've been doing in my journey right now is trying to obtain a home, you know, staying consistent with uh, getting the right material, right paperwork, uh, ensuring that, you know, I, uh, I, I stay on top of it and that I, uh, I, there's no excuses at the end of the day. You know, I want to get this house. I don't know if I've said it before on the podcast, but one of the major things that I've always wanted to do is get my own home. I didn't want an apartment unless I necessarily had to. Why? If I change my mind, you know, I'm, I'm really thinking about changing my mind lately with the relationship I'm in. But that's another topic for another day, you know. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, having a home for me has always been the goal. You know, uh, this year I accomplished one of my major goals, which was obtaining my first car, my dream car. You know, I never wanted too much of an expensive car. It'd be nice if I had the money for a more expensive car for that Bugatti, that Lamborghini. But you know, like if I can't get that, you know, if I can't get that Corvette, you know, that Rolls Royce, you know, that Mercedes Benz, it's okay because I accomplished my goal and I got my Toyota Tacoma. And that was my dream car for a long time. That pickup is so beautiful. And it's my baby, figuratively speaking. And because of that, 
you know, it let me know that I can obtain my goals if I work hard enough. You know, I didn't do everything perfect to get that car, but I did everything I needed to do in order to obtain what I wanted, you know. So that's what I want to really talk about with this part of the segment. If you are trying to get a home, guys, I have an amazing resource for you. Okay. NACA.com. I'm not sure if I've talked about it already on the pod, but NACA has come through for me in so many ways so far. And I can give you a little bit of information right now on NACA just to get you on board and to see if you're um, to see if you're interested in changing your home or, or not, not necessarily your home, but changing your life in a positive way. OK, so I don't know. I don't have all the information to just throw at you because I don't want to put too much on you. But basically, NACA is a neighborhood association program uh, that works on home ownership. Uh, they fight for economic justice and to give Americans the best mortgage. And when I say the best mortgage, I mean that. Let me give you some more information on NACA, okay? So NACA, what they end up doing is they work with you throughout a very uh, tedious process. And I say tedious in a good way because what they'll do is they'll start out with you. You'll have to do a workshop. And once you do this workshop, I'm not sure exactly how much time. I think it was about two, three hours. And it seems like a lot, but that... Like, what's more important? The time you'll spend on this will give you dividends in the future. You have to understand that your time is the most precious commodity that you have in your life. So if you spend about two to three hours with NACA during this workshop, it's an online workshop, they'll talk about everything from uh, budgeting to how they started to what their cause is to how they can ensure that they get you the best results for the house that you want, as well as working with you to make sure that you are stable enough to actually afford a home so you know how much you can afford what you can get as well as who you can turn to for help because NACA has other resources that they give out in order to help you with your uh with your home ownership loan because at the end of the day they do give you a loan and this loan is based off all the information that they've gone over with you such as the budgeting aspect um, such as looking at your credit line, such as looking at past history and understanding like where you at in life and how much you can afford. And just so they know that, you know, you can actually um, make payments on on a dream home of your choosing. So NACA, the Neighborhood Association Corporation of America, is a nonprofit community advocacy and home ownership organization. NACA's primary goal is to build strong, healthy neighborhoods in urban and rural areas nationwide through affordable home ownership. Pretty much summed up what I said. NACA has made the dream of home ownership a reality for thousands of working people by counseling them honestly and effectively, enabling even those with poor credit to purchase a home or modify their predatory loan with far better terms than those provided even in the prime market. So to sum up a little bit of what they said, especially that part where it says predatory loans, in the past, banks were charging people of color as well as any race, astronomical rates on these loans. The interest was tremendously high. People couldn't afford to keep making their monthly payments because it just seemed like the payments got higher and higher and higher to the point where people were paying thousands of dollars a month just to stay in a basic two to three bedroom home. Um, 
they're not buying million dollar homes, but they're paying million dollar prices is basically what banks were doing at that time. So at that time, an individual can't remember his name right now. He started a he started a uh, protest, which led to him eventually creating NACA. Um, the reason he started his protest is because he saw the situations people were getting put in by these banks and he didn't like it. So he decided to fight the system and he won the fight. He was able to get so, uh, a, a number of people on board to support the cause who um, believed in what he was doing. And they were able to get these big time banks to sign necessarily a contract. This contract states that they couldn't charge you astronomical rates for your home loan, that they had to make sure that the home you bought was affordable for you, as well as not take advantage of anything that you have, such as your belongings or your wealth, in order to, you know, get money, more money from you. So once they uh, once this program really got off the ground, uh, NACA has been doing this for years now. They help people with poor credit, uh, people who necessarily don't have the funds to put down a down payment. Guess what? NACA doesn't force you to put a down payment down, not unless you want to. But one thing that really attracts a lot of people to NACA is the fact that you don't have to put a down payment down. That even if you have poor credit, they'll work with you. You can still get a NACA home ownership loan with poor credit. They'll, of course, help you get better credit. But they're basically like a financial advisor that's hands on with you every step of the way. You also don't pay um, uh, necessary closing costs and fees. A lot of people don't know this, but when you buy a home, there are fees that also go into you getting that loan. Can you afford the fees in, in order to close on the house that you want? Because money just flows from your pockets, I guess. I'm not sure. But... All this um, is basically uh, mitigated by NACA. They help us with being able to afford the home and, and basically just be comfortable in your situation and not feel like you're gonna lose uh, your asset. You know. Um, also, they make sure that there's no foreclosure, uh, there's no foreclosure rates or um, make sure that they, they put the necessary prevention to make sure that you have property management over your property. Basically, what I'm saying is they ensure that you not only are assisted by them every step of the way, but that they sent, for example, they sent investors, uh, inspectors out. Even once you have the own ownership loan, NACA sends in, um, inspectors, I apologize, inspectors to check your home. These people personally work with NACA and really they are not going to let you buy a house that has too many or probably any, um, any, any bad intentions in it or anything that looks like it's not, um, put in its best condition you know they'll make sure that if the house for example isn't stable enough or if the electrical work hasn't been done correctly or the plumbing hasn't been done don't expect NACA to give you the loan and allow you to use to buy that house you know all this um all this and more is what NACA is willing to do for you. So if you're interested in anything that I've said and you want to hear more about it, you know, drop me a voice message at 430-558-0161 or hit me up on any of the social medias that I plugged in. If you want to hear more about it, 
Um, of course, if you want to check it out for yourself, because I feel like that is the best place to find the right information, you can go to NACA.com, N-A-C-A.com. And if you go to their about page, it'll explain everything that I just brought out, as well as it'll explain a little bit more about how the program works specifically and what training courses they're willing to offer to help you. Uh, once you join up and do the workshop, of course, from there, um, I don't really want to spoil it for you. But I'll I'll let y'all get to it if you're really interested. But buying a home is one of those things that I feel is such a goal for me because it is yours. You own it. No one can take that away from you. It is an asset that you have full control over. And uh, for me, um, it's going to happen. And if you're looking to buy a home, then I believe NACA is the place for you. Man, I should be a spokesperson for them, but I'm not yet. So with that being said, uh, please support the podcast. Um, This has been the Playoffs of Life podcast with your host, Adrian Hatcher. I will see y'all later, guys. And like I try to always say before I end a podcast, um, everyone has a dream, but only you can make yours a reality. Peace.